My brothers and sisters, no matter what it is that you go through, understand that God is able to deliver you and he'll never put more on you than you can bear. So come on and help me sing this song. Hello and welcome to the Know Your Bible YouTube broadcast. I'm your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr., pastor teacher of the Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, domiciled right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Due to the stay-in-place order, I'm coming to you by means of video, and I trust that I will be received by you wherever you are, and I know that I will. You can look forward to the Word of God coming to you each week. You will see information on the screen telling you how you can mail in your tithes and offerings to Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 71119. Or you can send your tithes and offerings using the cash app. So look for that information on the screen below. Now let's get into God's precious word. I'm excited. I trust you are too. It's time for the word. <laughs> Hello, beloved. I am Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr., the pastor teacher of Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church here in Shreveport, Louisiana. And I want to welcome you to Know Your Bible YouTube. That's right, Know Your Bible YouTube. I trust that this message will find you and yours in the Master's loving care. In this session on today, I want to talk to you about the most powerful, awesome event to ever take place in all of the archives of human history, and that is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is powerful and ordained of God. It is embedded in God's foreknowledge. It is the reason that he sent his son to die in our place as our substitute. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a living reality and I know it for myself. I want to call your attention to the gospel according to Mark, and that's going to be Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 32. You'll find these recorded words. And they departed from there and passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and after he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying, and were afraid to ask him. Do not be afraid to ask the Lord anything you want to know, because he is the source of of all wisdom and knowledge, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, when we say resurrection, it is from the Greek word anastasis. Anastasis is the Greek word that simply means to be raised from the dead bodily. In other words, to come back from the dead in a body. And I might add a functioning body. So we're not getting into soul sleep as to which position a body is in when it dies or the soul of that individual because the Bible does not teach soul sleep. The resurrection of Jesus, the most powerful event 
ever in human history is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now we got to understand as we talk about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the man and of whom we are talking is the word made flesh. The Bible tells us in the gospel according to John, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, having that understanding that the word was and is God and that the name of the Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Redeemer. Now, before I think that we would be able to understand the power of his resurrection would be our task here. And the reason I'm talking sort of like this is because I don't want to miss you. I don't want to miss God. I don't want to miss anything because of the awesomeness of who Jesus is. Now, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, not a God. The word was with God. There has never been a time that God and his son Jesus were ever separated except at Calvary. It would be the death of our Lord at Calvary on that old rugged cross on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. But it was there on that cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners were slain. Jesus is God in the flesh. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin, is God's word in the gospel according to Matthew. Now we know that the resurrection of Jesus, he said that he would be, and I, and I quote in Mark 9 and 31, for he taught his disciples and said unto them, the son of man is delivered into the hands of men and they shall kill him. And after he is killed, he shall rise the third day. It's something about the third day that Jesus Christ would get up from the dead with all power in heaven and earth in his awesome hands. Now, our Lord had to be the one that was anointed and ordained by God to die on that cross when Jesus said, Father, into thine hands I commend my spirit, it was over. It was finished. It was by divine design that Jesus Christ died on that cross for each and every one of us. He was slain, but oh yes, the third day, a miracle took place. God raised him up from the dead with all power in heaven and earth in his hand, and Jesus is yet alive. Now, the resurrection of Jesus meant that God was ushering in a whole new body for man.
In other words, man is a spirit. He has a soul, but yet he lives in a body. Jesus is the maximum of man who stands at the federal head of Almighty God to introduce a whole nother race, as it were, of people into the earth realm to do God's business by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness where God would add all these things to us. So it's the ushering in of that new kingdom by the new birth. Jesus being raised from the dead, he is alive from the dead. He has the keys of hell and death and he will never, ever, ever, ever die again. Isn't that powerful? You ought to be glad today that Christ became your substitute and my substitute. He died in our place, but the third day God raised him from the dead with all power in heaven and earth in his awesome hand. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Now, you know, when Christ was raised up from the dead, there were some women that came. The angel asked a question, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen, as he said. So Christ is alive from the dead, and he came back the third day after he had visited the unseen world of the damned in the underworld. Because when Jesus said, Father, into thy hand, I commend my spirit, he gave up the ghost. And his father thrust him into the unseen regions of the dam. Jesus there would spend three lost eternities. That's why the Lord said that I'm going to be delivered into the hands of men and they are going to kill me. And the third day, I shall rise again. I'm so glad that the Lord got up out of that grave the third day because as the third day approached and as his body was in Joseph's tomb, hallelujah, and as his spirit was in the hand of Almighty God, his soul was in hell and his body was in Joseph's tomb. That's enough to make me want to shout about it. Hallelujah. But when the third day came, seven to two hours, something started shaking in the unseen regions of the dam. And I tell you what it was. Jesus did a jailbreak, but he did not make that jailbreak until after he had secured the keys of hell and death. He secured our lost eternity forever when he was raised up from the dead the third day. The Bible in one place tells us that Jesus raised himself. The Bible in another place says that the father raised Jesus. That tells me that there's harmony, not confusion in the Godhead. So when Jesus was raised up from the dead, he came back with all power, all power, every bit of it in heaven and in earth in his awesome hands. Yes, he did. He got up. And he got out from there. Now, a lot of people want to say, well, Jesus came back as a spirit. Man, that ain't true. 
That is not true. If he came back as a spirit, then let me do it like this. When I was a child in my mother's house and we celebrated Christmas <laughs> every year, we were small and before we went to bed, me and mama got together and we left some cookies out on the kitchen counter for Santa Claus. A great while before it was day, when we got up, the cookies were gone, but the gifts were under the tree. What am I saying? I am saying that we believed back then as children that a Santa Claus came, ate the cookies, and left the toys. Jesus is no Santa Claus. He is not just totally spirit either because Jesus, when he got up, his spirit and his soul reunited with his body in Joseph's tomb. And the Lord came up out of those grave clothes that he had on and paralyzed the forces of hell. Yes, he did. He paralyzed the forces of hell that were in that tomb trying to keep his body down. But how many of y'all know, can't nobody, can't no power keep Jesus' body down in Joseph's brand new tomb? He got up from there. And not only did he get up from there, he stepped outside of the rock. Yes, he did. And declared all power in heaven and earth to be in his hands. Well, he had been in unseen regions of the dam for three lost eternities. So he came back with the keys of hell and of death. Powerful resurrection. Powerful. He was seen above 500 brethren at one time. That's a lot of people to witness a resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, not only that, but he was on the road to Emmaus. Now, the Lord today is not a spirit. The Lord today is in his own body because now you got to remember that when they came and uh, they rolled the stone away, what they discovered is that Jesus was already risen. He was already risen. So Jesus being already raised from the dead, talked to Mary Magdalene, who thought that he was the gardener. And it goes on from there. But the Lord is not a spirit. The Lord is the Lord. In this 24th chapter of the gospel according to Luke. Now remember his disciples had no awareness of Jesus's teaching about him rising from the dead the third day. But they soon learned that through experience when he met them and walked through the wall and presented himself. So the Lord's body, the molecular structure of his body had been changed and however he was able to rock 
to walk through a rock, to walk through walls, because that's the kind of body that he had. So when we are caught up to meet him in the rapture, our bodies too will be changed like unto his own glorious body. In the gospel, according to Luke chapter 24 and verse 38, 37 through 40, you will find these words. And as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, peace be unto you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen the spirit. But he said unto them, why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, have you here anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and a honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. So when we were children, we thought that Santa Claus had ate the cookies only to find out that Maria had eaten the cookies. And we thought that he had left the toys upon the tree only to find out that it was Maria who had bought the toys. Now, what am I saying? When Jesus was raised up from the dead, the disciples were frightened and thought that they had seen a spirit. And the Lord explained to them that a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see me have. So the Lord Jesus came back flesh and bones from the grave. Why no blood? Because every drop of his blood was spilt at Calvary. Yes, it was. So he had no blood in his vein. And so Christ is alive today and seated at the right hand of the Father in the upper world because he is flesh and bones. And his resurrection is what has secured us that believe for all of eternity. The Lord died one time and he's not going to die anymore. He died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures. And the third day, God raised him from the dead, according to the scriptures. What scriptures? The book of Jonah. Jonah spent three days and three nights in the meow of the whale. The portion of the esophagus is where Jonah spent those three days. And Jesus said, behold, a greater than Jonah is here. What is he saying? He's saying in the last days, the days in which we are now living, and it's been the last days now for over 2,000 years. What would be the challenge? The challenge today 
would be to all those that do not believe that Jonah died in the belly of the fish. Uh, the challenge, that challenge would mean then that men would be grappling with the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that they would have problems believing that he was raised from the dead. Jesus put it like this, a greater than Jonah is here. So if this generation is, is, is scuffling and, and struggling to believe that Jonah died in the fish and that God raised him up and the fish the third day spit Jonah out on dry land, they would have a problem believing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he is greater than Jonah because he made not only Jonah, he made the fish too. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How that God raised up Jesus from the dead and he's alive forevermore. That's the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And without the preaching of the gospel and the extended grace of God, you and I could never be saved. So I would like to invite you today to give your heart to Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can save everyone. His name is Jesus. And Paul writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 8, you'll find these words. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remains unto this present hour, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as a one born out of due time. Born out of due time. When the door for apostles being appointed was done, the ascended Christ caught up with Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. And that brother wrote 14 books of the New Testament. Saved, 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 always saved, if ever saved, and never lost, ever lost, is what this preacher here believes. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of it, is that the reason that he was raised up from the dead the third day is because God justified every action that Jesus ever did. God received the sacrifice. God ordained Jesus and sent Jesus and made him to be the savior 
of the whole world. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Will you invite Jesus to come into your heart right now like I did so many years ago, almost 48 years ago? I invited Jesus Christ to come into my heart. And I would encourage you to invite him to come into your heart because there's simply no other savior. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus is alive and well and seated at God's right hand. In one of these old days, God the Father will send the Son back to raise the dead in the first resurrection. Hallelujah. There are two resurrections, the just and the unjust. Brethren, I will not have you to be ignorant concerning those who are asleep. Our loved ones who are sleeping in Jesus. I won't have you to be ignorant. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. We are not to be ignorant of this resurrected Christ who woke us up this morning and started us on our way. Aren't you glad that Jesus is alive and well and seated at God's right hand and is holding back? His father is Jesus' second coming just so that you can be saved. I would strongly suggest that you would call on Jesus right now. Say these words. Say, Jesus, I believe that you are Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead the third day. And I invite you now to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, if you made that confession and you believe it in your heart and you said it with your mouth, then you are as saved as you ever will be if you believed it. Because God is still saving to the uttermost those that come unto him through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, no man can come unto the Father except the Spirit of God. In essence, he opens that door for you to come. And that door is through Jesus Christ. Nobody can be saved except they come to God the Father through God's Son, Jesus Christ. The resurrection. Another reason that Christ was raised up from the dead is so that we in this life would have hope in the resurrection. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words, what? That troubles don't last always. The corona has no power against the blood of Jesus. This 19 thing has no power against the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood and is drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood and lose all their guilt and stain. Today, as I speak, the power of his resurrection. After Christ died on that cross, you know he came back and got the blood and carried it up and put it on the mercy seat. 
It's in the presence of Almighty God right now. That's that fountain in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Will never ever lose its power. It reaches the highest mountain. Oh yes, and it flows to the lowest valley. That blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever lose its power. That blood is in the presence of God in the third heaven. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that washed me white as snow. No other fount I know. It's a great day, everybody. Christ is risen. Well, I trust this message has been a blessing to you. So many of you have requested of me as to where to send your tithes and offerings. I will tell you. Send your tithes and offerings and free will offerings and offerings of love to Greenwood Acres, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 71119. That's Greenwood Acres, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 71119. Or you can cash app it. That's right. You can cash app your love offerings, offerings of love, tithes and offerings. You can cash app, do the dollar sign, and then Greenwood Acres, FGBC. Dollar sign on cash app, dollar sign, Greenwood Acres, FGBC. And that's where, you know, that's blessed ground. I know it to be blessed ground. I've been there 39 years and I'm grateful to God for his mercy and grace. Hello, all of Greenwood Acres. You know, I love you with the love that goes beyond our ability to comprehend, to understand. And I'm just chopping at the bit when we can all get back together again and worship and praise God and eat God's word. But Thank you so much for joining me right here on Know Your Bible YouTube. And by the grace of our magnificent Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead, who has the keys of hell and death, until we meet again on the air or in the air, you take care of yourself and stay out of trouble and walk real, real, real lightly with a whole lot of abundance of wisdom. Hey, we love you now. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
We'll do it a thousand 